0: Ice cream alert 654 Jose.
1: Okay,
2: or nothing. For, the shot. The tie it or win it. for 12 seconds. Got it. Jose. Again with the ball in his hands. In the paint. Floater. Short. Got it back. Ties it with three. Gonzaga has time to do something. Sucks for the win. Welcome to 3rd and 8 here at UCC Studios on Next Door Radio, brought to you by Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment. Let's get the show started with your hosts, Brandon and Jason.
0: Well, I've seen some cold-blooded shots in my day, but that's got to ring up there with Christian Leitner and Chris Jenkins. Um, you know, obviously Christian Leitner hit the big shot of Kentucky to Duke in 1992, and then with Chris Jenkins hitting, you know, his big shot at Villanova like Over Carolina in a title game, but that shot has got to ring top three all time. Why are you outballing me from the side? Because all I see is your one left ear.
1: Just, well, <laughs> to be fair, I have to turn this way so that I, my whole head fits in the camera. That is fair. All right? Because, I mean, you're lucky I'm wearing head, like, you know, yeah, headpiece. That's fair. But, a headpiece, wow. Yeah, well, Headphones? Well, if I took off the hat, I would be, I would, you would see why I need a headpiece. But no, I, I was trying to watch the shot. That, that was amazing. Yeah, it was two shots. Had great shots. Yeah. yeah. Back-to-back, back, but I couldn't concentrate on that because something else had my attention. Uh, yeah, it was well, like a pondering, like a question. Okay, what? I don't really know if I want to open Pandora's box or not, but basically, can you help me out here? Like, Chris, how do I politely ask him? <laughs> Is what, it what I think you're... Yeah, like, what the heck are you wearing? <laughs> All right, so
0: you know what's the first, like, you know, hey, opening weekend of spring, right? So, it's uh, yeah. time for cutting grass and barbecues, as every dad knows in the South. If you don't have a sleeveless tee and a straw hat, your dad calls a vote. So, if I could have done this whole wow. show on my zero turn, I'm have done it.
2: <laughs> Being honest, I'm like... You know, we can eventually out. green screen you onto a, onto a John Deere. I that'd be see, awesome. <laughs> yeah,
0: that'd be pretty dope. I'll do it, too. <laughs> I like, have me going up a hill
2: with it, but... Thank you, John Deere. We'll take that sponsorship. Yeah.
0: Please, anytime. But... You know, obviously I thought it was just highly appropriate to have my outfit ready for the first day of the spring. Uh I'm tatted up. I feel tan. I feel good. I feel loose today.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't even hat. notice the fact that you have three colors on your arm. I mean, it was like the the, the the part of your arm that actually gets out. The rest of your arm oh, for that's sure. never seen the sun. Oh, yeah. But I, I'm still like, okay, so I get it. You got the straw hat. But that's like a, what is that, like a two-inch sombrero? That's not even a real one. I,
0: yeah, yours is off the chart. I yeah. can't repeat yours I have would I a real be one. Hit, yours would be hitting me. See, I have some credit. <laughs> so you know how
1: like the short man have the big trucks, and we all say they're overcompensating? Yeah. Well, I have the big hat. So, like... Yeah, for sure. But it's only... But I have to because when these ears pop out, it's like you got to have some balance.
0: Yeah. See, I just did mine so I don't get... You know, (laughs) my head skin up and sunburned because you ain't got no hair. Wow, man.
1: But, yeah, no. So, the shot. Uh... Yeah.
0: That was cold blooded. So, top three college basketball shot of all time in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion.
1: It was as cold blooded as me trying to make slaw yesterday for barbecue, and I cut my finger on the (sighs) food processor. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was bloody. That's, you know, I had to feel the same way that UCLA felt. Like, there it is. It's a slaw looking so good. All I got to do is just hold out for a few more seconds and. Nope. Did I hear them say Gonzaga's been undefeated
2: the yeah. entire season? Yeah. yeah. That's they amazing. They had not lost.
0: Now, see, you know, here's the problem. There, though, is I know Mark what Fu- undefeated
2: means, by the way.
0: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, sorry.
2: Yeah.
0: But Mark Few has had a good team down there for, you know, multiple years. He made a title game a couple years ago and lost to Carolina during the title game. But it's always been known as like a – I ain't sure the – you know what I'm saying that the phrase for it, like a Midwest powerhouse and not really a national powerhouse, you know, as like Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, and Kansas. Mark Few goes undefeated. And wins a natty title, he's gotta be up there with at least Tony Bennett, John Calipari, and Bill Self. Like at bare minimum, he has to be there. Okay. Because it's been one, you know, undefeated team in uh, nineteen eighty or something like that. It was Bob Knight and Isaiah Thomas in Indiana. Yeah, but it's, it's kind I'm of probably like
1: wrong on that year. One time thing, and it's an odd year. Does it really count? Yes. Yes. Like, you know, usually though they're good every year. Yeah, I mean, the Zags are always a, you know, a you know, a, D plus team i would say at
0: worst a to a minus but you know hey like i said you know how they are on the west coast and they don't get a lot of exposure you know what i'm saying though no, you know here in the east coast if they come on and play you know hey over there at 7 it's 10 o'clock here you know, nobody sees them here though, unless you're up late like me
1: and have no life so who do you think okay all right do you think they? Do you think they remain undefeated? Do you think they beat oh, Baylor? God Almighty! After what Baylor
0: done to Houston, I don't know.
1: Okay, before that game started out
0: bad, and it just never got any better for Houston. Houston, apparently, you do have a problem. And Kelvin Sampson, his first Final Four, you know, he's been around, he's been a head coach though for a long time in the ranks of college basketball, and him hitting that point and just getting—I mean, just Molly mollywopped, up, for lack of a better phrase, just halfway like heartbreaking, but. You know, obviously, you know what I'm saying? The Baylor had a problem a couple years ago with all Brawls and all their sports programs. You know, had a bunch of sanctions, and Scott Drew, who's the head coach of Baylor, he's brought them back, and they're in the national title game. And they're no scrubs. So
1: I, I don't know. Though. I just, I, one, I didn't, I don't know how Houston made it as far as they did. And I think they were exposed last night. Houston, or, every game had a double digit seed. So I do
0: think it's something, you know, along those lines where, okay, the whole way here it's been a cupcake and a cupcake and a cupcake. And it's like, okay, well, now it's a cake. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now what you want to do, big boy? Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait, I'm sorry.
1: It's I a, lost by 19. It's you a know? much different game. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that score says 19, you know, hey, being the difference. But, you know, doing that game, it was just, like, it was hard to watch. Yeah, Houston it was. just got beat up and down the court. It wasn't You know, close. Baylor was making everything. But, hey, Gonzaga to UCLA to come back and made up for it though, with that game going in overtime. The Johnny, I ain't going to try to pronounce this man's last name is Juzang? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, appreciate the help he on that. He almost
2: did try, didn't he? <laughs> boy,
0: yeah, he helped me out on that one, boy. Uh, yeah, not as strong with me. You know, obviously, he a transfer in. Uh, he's a sophomore, and he transferred in, and he made him a whole crap ton of money this tournament. Oh, yeah. He was the best player on the floor in every game, except for last night that with drew Timmy. You know, obviously, Jalen Suss had the shot, and Jalen Suss also had a huge block in the, uh, excuse me, the towards the latter part of the game. And, you know, I just don't know how,
1: you know, obviously better than what's going to beat them. All right. Do you, do you think Jalen Suggs is going to go pro? Oh, absolutely. This year? Yes. Number one? Two. Behind
0: uh, well, Cunningham? Yeah, Cade Cunningham. You think? Yeah, I do. Just because Cade's a little bit taller, and obviously he's a little bit better scorer, but Jalen Suggs, he's tall. He, You know, obviously he's tall. He's a quick point guard. He can make the reads. He can play defense. He's silky smooth silky smooth he has no hesitation in his game at all but here's kate cunningham who kind of reminds you of a ben simmons type tall he can play point guard point forward you know obviously he rebounds a little bit better but i don't know man you ain't gonna go wrong either way in my opinion
1: like his would draft you, class, is would you rather great. have though like Suggs or like an encore zero turn mower <sighs> right now Jalen sucks. Is, is that just, just because of the way he's
2: dressed? I, just, I can't get over it. I keep
1: looking at it and all I can see now is him riding around. On like, like I imagine him like rolling up to the game. Like He can he have With tickets. With a Coors Light
2: yeah, or something. Coors Light
1: on. He's got the hat. He's got the music, man. I, all I'm missing is like a smoke and a can of vine the sausages I'm ready to go. There's not many times I've been speechless in my life, but I'm finding it hard to... Put sentences together Just looking at you You need damn. to get him A piece yeah. of straw it, One of
2: those uh, it is, One of those long pieces yeah. Of straw to chew on like, like,
1: That's like kind of gross it, I can't say that I want to turn away And even if I did I, I don't know that I could
2: <laughs> I just kill like My like, head just I mean it's going. like A three
1: legged dog <laughs> That's the effect
0: You know he just waited Until segment two And you peep my shoe game You can be like What is going on with him
1: He got something special Down there Oh too? I do boy It's It's fresh <laughs> Is that why you've been hiding them under the table? Oh, well, for sure. Like, I can't don't see my feet.
0: I don't don't look well, yeah. down. Don't look yeah. down. Like, I can't see them. I don't know what they look like right now. B and I, man. All right. But, you know, obviously, you know, hey Baylor, you know, has a huge test going in. Uh, you know I'm saying? A couple hours up for now. But I don't know who you think going win, the Baylor or the Zags.
1: <sighs> if I had to – I would like to see the Zags have a miracle season. Yeah, yeah but if they lose, is it like a failure?
0: Yeah. Okay, see that's tough for me,
1: losing the only game in the entire game that one having not do considered. Was it the failure. a failure when the when the Panthers did it? Was it a failure when the when the Pats did it? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. When you get there and you've won them all up to that point and you don't win the
0: one that really matters. See, I actually understand that The Panthers losing, you no, know, the Patriots still is like, how did y'all lose to Eli Manning in the <sighs> nine and seven Giants?
1: That was the year. That was a game was, he threw for five hundred plus yards too, right?
0: Mm. Oh, okay. That was, yeah, the, that second, was the Eagles. Yeah, yeah that,
1: second, that was yeah. insane. Like, yeah, I still don't know right, how that yeah. happened. Yeah.
0: But it did, and stranger things had happened in the course of college basketball. I'm just glad it all got played through. Duke was out early, so I've been trying to just watch in pieces. They were never there.
2: They well, weren't I even they invited.
0: Were well, they were out early. I said what I
2: said. <laughs> hey, they were in there as a standby for COVID, All right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that needs to go on a
0: poster. See, so like if I've been getting invited to prom, man. and I'm home at prom 9 at 8 Stop, o'clock. Stop,
2: man. I,
1: what? I'm still home early, ain't I? Look. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong, Chris? <laughs> I
2: ain't touching and,
1: that. All right, fair enough. You still got to go and dance. Look, if I was Carolina, that'd be my next mar- Next season. All I would do is market that is, hey, Duke was a standby. Like, that's, I would just run commercials.
2: Carolina's got their own deal next want, year. Yeah, though. that's we'll, going to be segment, segment two.
1: are
0: going to be running the campaign on some mess here in a little bit. But you know what I'm saying? We'll talk about that here in a bit because yeah. apparently Roy has just had enough. Well, Roy, the same guy Jackson said a week ago was fighting for his team
1: and ready to <laughs> lay down the law, was like, "I'm gonna head out."
2: Yeah, we're not gonna call him old. Roy.
1: That is not what I just. That is not what I said. You was in the same I'll room. I'll see if we I were, can right? play
2: that back. Oh yeah, <laughs> <pretty> <laughs> right. yeah. find it. That you is said not what that I said the guy that was stand
0: up for his team and the guy that was he was coaching hard. And you know what though, I can't blame Roy for quitting. He didn't that, quit. He retired. What do you call leaving your job? He retired.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. There's a he difference. He put an Andrew Luck on him. No, Andrew Luck wasn't as successful as Roy had been. Uh,
2: I was going to say a Drew Brees, but we all know yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, it's too. very,
1: very similar. Look. Yeah, I don't know his I, I know this was supposed to be segment two. We might as well go ahead and have it since we started. We've already started down the yellow brick road. Let's just ride it all the way in. I mean, oh, you want to start off a little bit, though? We kind of easing into segment two. You know, oh, yeah. you start off a little precursor. Go uh, ahead. Because here's my thing. Fire right, away, Leroy. What I said was, and you can find it, uh, Brandon, is. When, and Chris, apparently, who agrees with him and thinks I said this stuff. As I said, Roy coaches still with a passion. <sighs> he's he's there. When he's there, he's there. He's, he's not sitting down. Right. He coached up until his last game as if he was never going to quit coaching. He was 100% there in every game. And when he was done – he said, it's time for me to go. I no longer have it. I no longer want to do it. I can't give it 110%. Meanwhile, K, across town, is like, well, I'm going to ride this out as long as I can. K's going to stay there to launch his grandson's there. Yeah. And even as soon though as his I'm, grandson even though
0: he was a walk-on this year. Like, you know what I'm saying? That the second he graduates, so I think K's done. And oh, that ain't even three years away. Hey, Duke oh, fans, oh, so get ready. It, well, yeah, now, part of me didn't want to make fun of Carolina fans. You know, obviously, I've said 100 times why? on the show that Roy Williams is the, what, why not? I have a lot of respect for Roy Williams. I think he's the second best oh, coach of my lifetime outside of Coach K. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I don't like y'all. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> um, but, you know, at the same time, and, you know, you know, obviously, Jay's touched on him, though, in the next segment, that we'll touch on it though, how he went out and his reasoning why. Oh,
1: yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Huge
0: topic yeah. for yeah. conversation as far as college basketball goes and college yeah. sports as a whole. Yeah, you know yeah. he, he was, was very transfer. vocal about when, it. Yeah, <laughs> like he pulled no punches, <laughs> yeah. and I
2: can't respect that with Roy. Yeah. He handed his paperwork and went, now I got something to say. Yeah, I mean – I mean, I mean, do what yeah. you do, Roy. Like I, he I had, mean, I had the mic before. and he used it. You know, <laughs> no. he had the mic and he used it. I don't
0: oh, blame For sure. Him. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But, you know, hey, like I said, with them having Walker Kessler head out there, and Roy said that was, you know, his you know, his nail in the coffin per se, that would touch on the hair in statement two, that was tough, man. And honestly, if you're a Carolina fan, you know, hey, you gotta be wondering one, how you're gonna recover. Hey, losing a Hall of Fame head coach is never easy. No, and y'all lost Dean Smith and followed up there with Roy Williams and got extremely lucky having two pit stops in the You know, hey, in between or Bill Girl and Brad Doherty. Hopefully that happens again for you guys. I'm not wishing well on you guys at all. But having to follow up a Hall of Fame, you know, head coach, having a third, that's gonna be tough, baby. That's gonna be tough in Carolina.
1: We'll talk about it some more when we get back. We're gonna hear a quick word from our sponsors. Thank you, Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment. Thank you, Nextdoor Radio, nextdoorradio.com.
0: Ice cream, alert,
2: 654, Jose, okay, Or nothing. Welcome back to 3rd and 8 here on Nextdoor Radio, nextdoorradio.com, brought to you by Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon and Jason. Uh,
1: well, you're like the gift that just keeps on giving. Right. I mean,
2: uh... I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I love more. Is it the socks?
1: The only thing you can make that outfit better is if it were sandals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
2: boy. Sandals and socks. Ah. Is, yeah, that, is, that Farmer what you, is
1: that what you
0: really use to mow in? Mind your business. Like, these are my <laughs> new pair. So, so honest to God's truth. I found these at Ross's, right? And they were like $19.99. And here's my girlfriend with the Ross's. Hey. These are them dad shoes. Anything, I was like, hmm, sure enough, going to the crib. <laughs> so they're at the house. And they're really comfortable, man. Like, have you ever seen my feet, Chris? <laughs> no. Me either. No, but they're shaped, like a, no, they're shaped like a square. And these shoes are, like, ungodly white. So they're wonderful. It's a club foot. Nice. Yeah, the people shoe game, though. Like, you know, I, ain't, I ain't as fresh as Roy Wiggins, baby, though. When I'm getting there, do you feel what I'm saying? No, nah, look,
1: they're ain't um, they not full dad shoes. You know, the dad shoes are, like, all white. That's fair. You know what I mean? You got a little color left in them. You got some blue streaks and uh, I think a blue wind on there. Yeah, I'm still trying to live my life out here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> With a 13 triple E. God. Yeah. Yeah,
2: poor shit. I didn't even know they made a triple E. Uh, I, too, I uh,
1: didn't even know they made actually, a triple E. Took, actually, I want to say it's a 4E. Honest the, to God. Took the leather from uh, like two cows to make this <laughs> shoe. <laughs>
0: and it's still 19.99. Highlight 99 me, China. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyway, as we touched on the same one, obviously, Roy Williams, the <laughs> Hall of Fame head coach. Is headed out of Carolina, and uh, he said why, and it was the transfer portal, and he's saying, you know, guys coming in and out of the college and stuff is kind of affecting his ability to, uh, hey, coach a team, and I think too long-term, you know, hey, that's something all coaches have got to consider, even your big-time head coaches, your Bill Self, John Calipari, you know, obviously Coach King Roy Williams, stuff like that, but, you know, how do you feel about transfers? Is it like a one-time deal, or, you know, hey, should kids have to, you know, hey, Rain had the as they need to go? Well, they don't
1: get paid. Uh, other than the education and uh, that's a rip off so yeah, I mean what i mean wh- what more can you do to hinder the kids? I mean, if you take away their ability to transfer then I mean you take away their ability to get into what they consider to be the most you know opportune position for them to go out and put on a show for the n b a to fight to find a system that works for their skill set um because you think you know going in, but you never know to you're behind the scenes, you know. Oh, I agree, whole, you know,
0: wholeheartedly. Like Duke has had a couple of transfers over the couple of years. of Michael, uh, man, I'm about to butcher this dude's last name. Benajee. It starts there with a G G two and that's why I was tripping me out. You know, he ended up being the point guard at Syracuse, still running Syracuse two three zone. And here's Ojale, who come in the same class as Dubois Parkin and them boys, and he transferred on and He went to play at SMU, though. and now you know, obviously, he's in the excuse me, he's in the NBA playing as a Boston Celtic. He done well.
2: So, do you think? That the team, the players knew that he was thinking about retiring, or do you think that came about because of the number of players that?
0: Well, see, he had a couple of guys transfer, like Sterling Manley. You mm-hmm. know, obviously transferred, but Sterling Manley has been hurt for quite some time, off and on. He never really played too much, but he, you know, he essentially told I, I don't want to misquote who he said it to. You know, obviously Walker Kessler, who was the, you know, um, uh the big guy. But he was behind, you know what I'm saying, no, Armando, Baycock, Garrison, Brooks, and De'Ron Sharp. He was the fourth big man. But down the stretch towards the end of the season, he showed a lot of promise. And he was, honestly, had their best player in a couple of games. And once he left, hey, Roy was like, I can't keep coaching if I don't know who I'm going to have to coach. Because some of his seniors are staying around there for a fifth year. And... I don't know if he just had a gotcha. no for, you know, his health has always been kind of a concern anyway, as right. far as vertigo, well, um, stuff like that too. But like, you don't know what's going on.
1: But you and take like, away the ability to transfer though. And I mean, what does that mean? And how do you, how are you going to regulate it? Because you got all those Joko kids, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's how they make it. Because yeah. they weren't quite, for whatever reason, whether it was their, you know, academic, uh, abilities in school, where they didn't give you know one hundred and ten percent, like they were supposed to, and didn't have yep. the grades, of GPA to back up to get to a, a Division one college or whatnot. They go to these junior colleges and then transfer out yep. once they've improved themselves academically. Yep. So you you take away the transferability, and and suddenly those kids don't have. The means to better themselves, and then if you if you say okay, well if you're you Joko, you could do it, but if you're D one, you can't. Well yeah. then, that's a slippery slope decline. Yeah, up. that's it's a huge slope. I blame if anything, and I, it's I, the NCAA's I'll ask fault. you. Well, is it the NCAA or is it the NBA?
0: Oh man, that's tough.
1: Because if you require part in college, of college AAU
0: circuit, and here's why. Uh, well. Like, all these kids are being propped up on a pedestal. Hey, coming into college, and then when they realize that, you know, hey, the guy who's in front of me is a singer who's been here for four years and put in the weight room. He's putting his work in the practice and the conditioning. He's played in Final Fours. He's played in conference tournaments, and I come in as a big shot, and I'm playing behind him. I don't know how to handle it mentally because I've never been a backup. Right. You know, obviously, Duke has had, you know, had every share of transfers over the year. Having a couple of this year, Patrick Tappe, who was a transfer in last year, he never really played it out. Jordan Goldwire, who's a fifth-year singer, he's going to be extremely missed. He's heading out. And Jamin Brakefield, who I thought had an extremely promising freshman season, who I thought coming in next year would be at least, at least like one of our top eight players, at bare minimum. But he's having two guys coming in who play his position with AJ Griffin and Pablo I hey Banchero. So I guess he saw the writing on the wall and was like, you know, I gotta go.
1: Yeah, but you can't you can't blame AAU. You can't I don't even know that you can hint that it's AAU's fault when when you're playing AAU ball, you're playing with whatever you might think about it, it's still recreational basketball. It's still recreational basketball. When you get to the college level, you now are playing against the best players in the nation at that age group. Like, they are the best. Yeah. And so, uh, if 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 I'm a AAU player, and even if I've, I should have the mindset that the reason I'm starting all of this time is because I'm the best player on the team in this position. Yeah. Yeah. When well, you get to college, you're if you're not, they're not going to start you. Then you're not going to get started because they don't. I do there, there is was, no daddy ball in college. No. You know I mean, like, it, it,
0: well, yeah, it's not really the way, you know highly prevalent as it is on high school basketball in AAU, right? It's, you know stuff like that. It's still there, but not as bad. But
1: not if they care about their job. <laughs> yeah, no right,
0: kidding. Yeah. Now, Walker Kessler, honestly, he's better than Baycott and Brooks to me. You know, hey Baycott, being a sophomore coming back, and Garrison Brooks, like he was named the Conference Player of the Year preseason. He had a lackluster year, but. You know what I'm saying? Davon Sharp is headed out. He is going into the NBA, praise God, because I did not want to see him in Carolina for three more years. That dude was an absolute tank on the boards. He was a hustle player. You know, he reminds me of a Tony Bradley player of where, if I think he would have stayed at Carolina for three years, he'd have been an All-American and probably in the same talks as Sean May and Tyler Hansburg as far as a big in Chapel Hill. But he's headed out, and, you know, Carolina doesn't have a, you know, highly ranked recruiting class coming in. Caleb Love is coming back. RJ Davis is coming back. You know what I'm saying? You know, had to lead that backcourt. I'm assuming that with Leaky Black and Baycott and Brooks say hey, back at a 4-5, and five, if Brooks opts and comes back for basically his second senior
1: year, you know, I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that? If you got to play, I don't know why you could come back and play again. That's kind of my
0: thought process on that. Where If you played a full season, so like, you know what I'm I, saying? I
1: feel the same way about all the, the whole guys red shirt who were, freshman deal too, though. I don't yeah, like that.
0: But guys who are, you know, obviously coming back, there typically aren't guys who are going pro. Right. Like, you know, hey, Duke's point guard Jordan Goldwire, he's transferring out, you know, his fifth year. He was a phenomenal player. You know, he was a three-star recruit out of Norcross, Georgia. He was brought into a run-off, you know, you know, here's our scout team, Jordan. You know, here's our blue team there, for lack of a better phrase. Hey, running in practice and he become a big time defensive stopper that led the ACC, and, you know, what I'm saying uh, he steals and assists twice. He was a great player. I doubt he's going to play in the NBA. Right, right, right. He wants one more year of college basketball, and I'm not going to fault nobody for that. It just seems a little weird to me.
1: Yeah, I don't – again, I don't – He's going to be missed. Though. I don't like it. I don't like the idea of red shirt freshman. I know people probably disagree. I don't like any of that. Like, if yeah. there, there is enough schools out there – That's my I, thing, yeah. That, that, that Look, if you're going to be this red shirt freshman at, just because it's Alabama – yeah, that's the thing. And you want to give up a year just so you can be at Alabama? Well, give up your year, but you don't get to get it back. Yeah,
0: that's the thing to me. Where it's yeah. like, you know, hey, there's enough guys coming in. The, you know, the class where it's like who are better than you anyway? Hey, just go somewhere and play small. Like Duke's going to face another transfer, in my opinion. I honestly think Joey Baker is going to leave. Uh. Uh-huh. But with you know Carolina having to you know have replaced their head coach, in my opinion, that with Hubert Davis or Westman, or those are your top two options going in. It's going to be a different season in Chapel Hill next year. Duke has a new guy coming in named Trevor Kills who's going to take the spot of D.J. Stewart, who opted out going into the draft. He was our leading scorer, though, in ACC as a freshman. But Trevor Kills coming in, he's going to you know, play along the, You know, the, his backcourt uh, high school to run him, mate. Jeremy Roach, who's Duke's uh, current point guard. That's going to be a good five to next year in Duke, in my opinion. Jeremy Roach, Trevor Kills, A.J. Griffin, uh, Pablo Banchero, and Mark Williams, the Matthew Hurts probably going into the draft and winning up board be our six man. You
1: practiced that on your more, didn't you? Don't worry about it. With well, you your shoes on, on and your head on. You probably had that switch ten times. times. Yes, sir. All right, look, we're <laughs> going to take a quick break because the only transfer I care about is Coach K. When we get back, we're going to talk some football, baby. Thank you for tuning in to 3rd and Eight on Nextdoor Radio at nextdoorradio.com. One nice right, Ice Cream
0: Alert 654 Jose. Okay, on nothing.
2: Welcome back to Third and Eight here on Nextdoor Radio. Brought to you by Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment. Let's get back to the show with your hosts, Brandon and Jason.
0: Hey guys, so welcome here to Third and Eight on Nextdoor Radio, NextdoorRadio.com. So obviously, you know, almost a month, or just under a month, finally it happens. It's the second best time of the year, excuse me, third best time of the year after the start of the NFL season. And the day of the Super Bowl with a few teams in there. This NFL draft. And obviously, you know yeah. some of the biggest thing, you know, hey, coming in this year, though, it feels like a couple years ago that when you had the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, and the Mark Jackson draft as five quarterbacks. Uh huh. Typically speaking, most people have the same five in their you know top five. It's mm-hmm. obviously nope. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, what well, me and you don't trade. Excuse me, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, the Matt Jones, and Trey Lance seem to be the you know hey, consensus top five across the board. Uh huh. And here, what me you're gonna do here? we gonna go over our top five. It's like you know, hey, if your team picked these. You know, hey, one of these five quarterbacks, you'd
1: be okay with it. Can we draft a quarterback that's already in the NFL?
0: Now, who would you take, Kirk? <laughs> he waited till the last segment. Thank <laughs> God. Had to
1: slip it. Hey, him, two
0: man. minutes into the football segment.
1: <laughs> my uh, man, can we put his
0: picture dra- up there no. for everybody to see? <laughs> he, he, no, he would draft Kirk Cousins just to go five hundred again. <laughs> but I digress. Anyway, what? I mean, when he under five hundred last Here year. Here we anyway. go. So, obviously, you know, hey, my number one pick, and obviously I'm assuming it's Jason, this is Jason's number one guy across most NFL
1: Don't boards. you be assuming mine. You just worry about yours.
0: Well, excuse me. My number one pick across the board is quarterback Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson going into the Jacksonville Jaguars as an Indianapolis Coast fan. I hate this pick. I despise it. I absolutely hate Urban Meyer as a head coach because we've got to face them twice. Yeah, I think Urban Meyer is an up-and-coming head coach in NFL. Obviously, his first year though with Trevor Lawrence, he is – You know, he's the real dude. I mean, he's top notch. He's the most perverted quarterback I've seen since Andrew Luck, in my opinion. He's done everything, obviously, on the college level you can do. On top of that, he's got a great set of hair. Now, tell me where I'm wrong. Who's your first pick off the board?
1: You're absolutely wrong. I mean, completely opposite of you. My first number one pick, the first quarterback off the board, should be Trevor Lawrence. Oh, okay. Because he's got a great set of hair. Oh. Nice smile. He sets back really, really nicely in the pocket. Stands up tall. Um, never gets pressured. Uh, if he is, he has the ability to escape, escape any rush or blitz thrown at him. He reads defense defenses great both, both a pre snap and post snap. I agree. He delivers the ball well. He's got speed on the ball when he throws it. Um, he can put touch on it when he needs to. If there's any negatives to to him, it's, you know. Nothing. he played for Clemson I mean other than yeah, that right. I mean you know he would have looked so good in like a duke blue uniform the white yeah, and blue sky yeah. it'd have been nice instead well, we didn't. had a Danny Danny well, I mean Daniel still got
0: picked top yeah. 10 I mean that's not terrible and it's
1: it's tough not to go with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence I mean he like you said even more so than I mean people didn't see it in in Patrick Mahomes for whatever reasons I mean it, they just didn't find him, I guess, or, or see the diamond under the in the rough. But there's not a whole lot of rough on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, he is very polished. Um, he's looked like a pro since his sophomore year. Freshman year. Yeah. I mean, he
0: looked good. for coming a freshman come here year freshman year to win a natty hit. You know what I'm saying?
1: They curved in
0: Alabama in the title game, and ever since then, I've been in love with Trevor Lawrence. It's more than just his
1: gameplay, though. It's his leadership off the field, too. I mean, the yeah. kids has got a good head on his shoulders. Some,
0: too, I like that with him and Justin Fields that this year advocated for playing college football in the face of yes, COVID. Yes, they do. Like, you know, hey, we're in the face of a pandemic, quote unquote. I'm going to leave that there, but, you know, hey, we're in the face of a pandemic, and I still think, you know what I'm saying, that we should go out here to sacrifice our bodies and put our bodies on the line to, you know, hey, one day, you know, hopefully achieve our, me, to achieve our dream of being drafted in the NFL. He did just that, you know. He's going to do well in Jacksonville, in my opinion. You know, you know, obviously last year, you know, Robinson come in as a free agent, you know, back, and they'll have Chark back and Conley back and everything like yeah. that. He's, you know, he's got a really good. He's got a decent receiver core, and
1: and yeah. Jacksonville's got more than uh, they got a couple picks too, so yeah, they can they few. can surround him. Um, oh, for sure. um, I got a quick question for you on Urban Meyer, real quick. Do okay. you think he's another Chip Kelly? I think
0: it's a very good possibility. He's another Chip Kelly. I just really like Urban Meyer as a head coach. Yeah, like I really like Jim Kelly too. Part, yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, it's like I just I kind know. Know. Kelly did a lot of weird stuff. with you know saying that the Eagles roster, I don't think you know Urban Meyer is going to make that same mistake. There were two questions coming in where Urban Meyer: is one, his health is always a concern, as it's been in Ohio and even in Houston. And I think two is coming in. It's kind of his history, though, leaving kind of a black eye on a program uh-huh. when he done it at Ohio State. You know, so I mean, I guess in five years we'll know.
1: Okay. No, so, but if it clicks, I'm going to hate it as a coach fan. Lightning struck. We agreed. It's hard not to agree on Trevor Lawrence. It's really hard Who not Who is
0: your number two pick? Here's why I say this. I honestly think it's Justin Fields. He's a quarterback out oh, of Ohio God. State. I really think Justin Fields is going to be okay as a pro. I don't think he's going to be phenomenal. I do think what helps him is I really think Kyle Shanahan at number three had come up and traded this pick to the draft. Justin Fields, I think he has every indication that the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson out of BYU. And I think if you give any rookie quarterback – a play caller like Kyle Shanahan who can make the most out of nothing. If he's done good with Nick Mullins and it's a couple other quarterbacks he's played there, you know, uh, um the Bethert, although out of Iowa though if he make those guys look competent, imagine what he could do with a guy with a rocket arm and a four four forty. So I think, you know, obviously Justin Fields, you know, coming out of the national title game last year, he played his heart out, he played hurt, he did what he had to do and he still come up short against a stacked Alabama team. But it wasn't his fault nonetheless. I do think Justin Fields is going to be a great prospect, especially if it goes, you know, and has Kyle Shanahan as a head coach, and I'm on fire tonight. So go ahead.
1: Yeah, wrong.
2: Okay. And I mean like-
1: it this time. Uh Zach Wilson, obviously, is definitely going to the second best quarterback in this draft uh by leaps and bounds. If there's anyone even remotely close to Trevor Lawrence in overall all star power, overall influence power, uh, and overall play ability, it's gonna be Zach Wilson. I don't think Zach Wilson is pro ready.
0: I don't. Yeah, he's going to the there, Jets, of course. He's not pro ready, but
1: he he's going to make a big splash in the NFL. He's going to, he's going to do great things. Um, he again, he's like most of these quarterbacks today. He's mobile. He can yep. move. Um, what makes him special though is he can throw while moving. It's not just that he can get out of the pocket; has to reset his body and then make the throw, which is more traditional in nature. This kid can throw. Off his back foot, leaning forty five degrees out of bounds, and throwing back across his body to on the other side of the field. Yeah, but you don't want that. He, you I might mean, not, I see the premise, you though, the do it's want it, yeah. but you might not want it. But he—it's like Patrick yeah. Mahomes, and yeah. you know what? You could say you don't want it, but nobody—you need it. Yeah. Nobody even gasped when he does it anymore because yeah. they're just like, okay, it he can Pat do Mahomes. it. We expect it.
0: Yeah, like Pat Mahomes does stuff on Sundays. and you know, and like you said, like we just shrug it off, and then somebody else does, it and it ends up on the ESPN highlight reel for six weeks.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just, like, we're so numbed
0: it, like Pat Mahomes being who Pat Mahomes is, it's just kind of nuts at this point. To be fair,
1: and I, I think that's Zach Wilson has that potential. I'm I'm definitely yeah. not going to say he's going to be another Pat Mahomes, but hey, who thought Pat Mahomes is going to be Pat Mahomes? Andy Reid, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say <yeah>, I'll <laughs> say Andy. Be fair, yeah. Um, okay, So we had a little bit of disagreement. Who's your number three?
0: I got Zach Wilson on okay, the okay. number three. We were close. I yeah. think two the one thing that is going to hamper him is where I think he's going to end up in the New York Jets. I think that the Jets are quarterback killers. I think that, you know, had they're much like the Detroit Lions and players just go there to die. I hope not, though, for Zach Wilson case. I think I, you know what I'm saying, a fast kid to coming into a or excuse me a uh excuse me, fast strong arm kid to come into a big New York market who could be huge for him, especially as a marketing opportunity. If the Jets go five hundred, it's like a Super Bowl over New York. You know what I'm saying? His first year head coach is more of a defensive guy that that kind of worries him. But I really think, you know, who goes number three is going to be in the best position, you know what I'm saying? Because of Kyle Shanahan, you know, being the head coach. But Zach Wilson does have all the, you know, tools you can speak of as you stated, but the only thing that worries me is his height. Okay. He seems to be really small. He's listed as six three. Justin Fields is listed as six three. If Zach Wilson's six three, I'm six three. So let me ask I think you this he's question. Listed then. Six,
1: foot, six foot and a half. If you think Justin Fields is the better quarterback then why wouldn't the Jets take him?
0: Because the Jets are stupid. I think everything about their franchise has shown us that over the course of the, you know saying, the last 20 years. Even drafting? The Jets are stupid. And I think that Zach Wilson is going to be either the new toy in the room. And I think he's going to be money bags. Mitchell just drafted me. He's going to be the Bears pick of Trubisky. And he's going to be fast. He's going to be flashy. And I think he's going to turn out as an okay quarterback. I don't think he's going to be great.
1: He looked great under Lazar calling the place.
0: Well, yeah, that's true too. So it once again, it goes back to <laughs> No, once again, it goes back to fit. And that's why I think Fields is going to be the second best quarterback in the draft, It's just cuz I think he's going to go to number 3. So
1: it's I've Kyle been right twice him. so far and you've been wrong twice. Uh, because my number 3 pick is Kyle Trask coming out of Florida. Okay. To me, he is more pro ready than Justin Fields based he's- on what Based on his ability to throw the ball downfield accurately, regardless of the situation, based on the fact that he doesn't run a four four forty, but he still trucks it down the field, and yeah. he's got a lot of Tim Tebow in him. In that, not only am I going to run, but I'm going to run, run you over, you, over yeah. you. And he's got he's got a he's built for it. He's yeah. built for it. Yeah, he's got a really big um, body. Now, more Justin Fields has the big throwing capability. He can launch the ball seventy, you know, sixty five yards, seventy yeah. yards. Yeah, he's got a rope. Kyle Br- Br- Brask can put it. 50 yards on a dime with Velocity. It's not just oh my 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 number one beat him by two yards and he's wide open and now, I can see, hit I do him. See how think that
0: Kyle Trask did have two number ones with his number one receiver is going to be a top one or excuse me top twenty pick and he had Kyle Pitts to throw to which does help.
1: Oh, well, I think they're going to reunite personally where it's going to get drafted. But I just feel that I'll just be honest with you. No, I'm not. I don't keep the suspense. But anyways, that's my number three. I think he's going to. He's the third best quarterback in this draft. Okay. Who's okay. your four? I got.
0: Uh, hey, number four is Mac Jones. The only problem I have with this is I think that Trey Lance, it all depends on fit. And I think that's what hurts quarterbacks the most. You have quarterbacks who die in bad franchises who could be good elsewhere. You know, excuse me, Tom Brady, he had a heck of a fit. You know, Peyton Manning, who kind of looked into Tony Dungy, had a heck of a fit. You know, guys just fall the franchise and it fits. And I think whoever, you know, ends up with Mac Jones is gonna have to be a franchise who knows, you know, you know, hey, what he is and isn't. I think he's basically an improved version of Andy Dalton. That's no not to Dalton. You know, Dalton's been a couple of pro Bowls. He's made the playoffs a couple of times, uh hey, four or five times, you know, saying, with the Bengals. No, but I think Mac Jones coming in. I don't trust Alabama quarterbacks sometimes. You know, he just based on the fact that his wide receiver and running back and tight end skill set and typically his offensive line is above everybody else in the country by four you know, obviously this year he had Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith who ended up winning the Heisman as his top two pass catchers. You know what I'm saying? Until Waddle uh, hurt his foot. You know what I'm saying? I think Matt Jones is going to be a good quarterback. I think he may end up in Carolina though, with Matt Rule, And I think him having a fit there in Carolina, he under, you know what I'm saying, a good offensive play, caller in Matt Rule. you know, with Christian McCaffrey and with two good wide receivers that were Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson, heck of a fit though for Matt Jones. And that's why I think he's going to fall as number eight to Carolina.
1: I don't think uh, – so my number four is Mac Jones. We agree on okay. this one. Mac Jones is my number four. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to go to Carolina. Carol- okay. He's not flashy enough for Carolina. He's not marketable enough for a small market team like Carolina. Carolina needs somebody that the news is talking about every day. So Carolina is going to go for the Justin Fields or the, the Jake, Trey Lances. The, yeah,
0: but Jake DeLombs and Cam Newton are winning the same amount of Super Bowls.
1: Uh, well, hey, Cam Newton's a – uh, Cam Newton is another Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I mean, but great, better. But Cam Newton
0: yeah. was like head and shoulders. Yeah. Above yeah. The home. Like, yeah like, I'm not absolutely. making that comparison where it's yeah, like he's on the exactly. same level, but it's like yeah.
1: sometimes your market
0: ability to. Now, I would say
1: yeah. Dale uh, Holmes and Mac Jones remind me of one another, but I do think Mac Jones is going to fall in this draft, even though I think he's the fourth best quarterback. It's always when it falls. He's going to fall, and I think he's going to fall into the lap of guess who? Uh, Billy Belichick, who knows how to pick him. That would be. Brilliant, and that's where he's gonna. I think he's gonna fall into the lap of Billy Belichick, who knows how to pick him. I think that no matter
0: you know, hey, what happens as far as the first few picks, and obviously, I think you know it's gonna be quarterback, quarterback, quarterback coming out. I hope not. You know, hopefully, Darnold actually gets a fair shake. You know, but being the Jets are stupid, he probably won't. I think that Belichick is gonna take a quarterback at fifteen. Yeah, and it may be Mac. It may be Trey Lance. It may be Kyle Trask who's sitting there at fifteen.
1: It might be Kyle Trask. I don't think it'd be Trey Lance.
0: I think he's gonna take one. I don't think, you know, he you know he wants to have another 79 season. His free agent shiners have shown that. And I also think he knows Cam Newton is one of the one-year deal and two almost washed up.
1: Okay. So. All right. So far, the guys we've been talking about is pretty well known. Okay. Who's your number five?
0: Here's a guy that, you know, hey, most people might not know a lot about. I really think he's going to be a good pro quarterback, and it's Kellen Mond out the Texas A&M. Here's why. He reminds me of Dak Prescott. He's a big kid. He's gonna get drafted late. He can move in the pocket. He can throw on the run, and he's got a cannon arm. He's quiet. He's a leader. He come in as a freshman and started the back, or excuse me, the starter got hurt. I want to say week one or two. He come in and started and played well throughout. And I've seen him playing a couple of games on ESPN. Obviously, you know what I'm saying that the SEC is prime time as far as you know ESPN is concerned. So he have plenty of time to you know, you know, obviously just you know have his athletic ability on front sheet. But what I think Kelly mond is gonna be a really good pro quarterback. The, you know what I'm saying? The comp I was thinking out, there was Dak Prescott. And another guy that was staying out too, this may be in your neck of the woods, is Logan Thomas, uh-huh. who was a converted yep. quarterback, you know what I'm saying, out of Virginia Tech, who now yep. plays tight end for y'all. Yep. I'm not saying it's the route. Ma should take. He's a quarterback. I think he should stay there. I'm just saying he has the, the athletic ability and upside. You know, I'm saying? if a coach asked him to, it, he didn't take it personal, you know, he could probably transcend positions. I do think he's going to be a good pro quarterback in the NFL. He's got a lot of hype to the Bengals, though. You know, he went to his Purdy. I think he'd be a solid backup for Joe Burrow. I don't think he'd be a competition there. You know, obviously, Joe was the first game right, right, last right. year. So, you know, having two young guys, you know what I'm saying, though, it's not the end-all, be-all.
1: Because anything can happen. That, I mean, it happened last yeah. year. Yeah. You know
0: what I'm saying? No, I think if you're a team like, you know what I'm saying, the Indianapolis Colts, the Carolina Panthers, you know, just to stay close to home, you know what I'm saying, to the Washington football team. Honestly, the Dallas Cowboys, just because of his prototype, they're being Dak. Very You similar. know, obviously, who's a guy who, you know, draft a draft lady can run and mobile and all that. Having a good backup in the NFL is not a sin anymore. No. It's not a crime, you know what I'm saying? A set, yep. Yeah, yeah, you know, obviously, he was our backup. in Indianapolis. now he's a Miami Dolphin. I hate to live. You know, having a guy who can come in, you know what I'm saying, to win you three out of five or, you know, hey, two out of four is a big jump. And I think Kelly Mons is the guy who can do that, you know what I'm saying, in my opinion.
1: That's kind of cool you went with a no-name. So did I. Someone that people probably will not recognize, but – Hopefully, after they listen, to this we we'll go we'll at least go Google him and, and read up a little bit about him. My number, who I feel like the, the top five quarterbacks, the number five for me is a guy named Davis Mills out of Stanford. Okay. He started eleven games for them over the past two years. He's a redshirt junior, but when I watch him play, he reminds me of this guy that I'm having a love affair. You make fun of me, named Tyler Heineke, right? He moves yeah. in the pocket. Okay, he's he's very elusive. Okay, but something he has that Taylor doesn't is size. He's six foot four, two hundred and twenty-eight pounds. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful. Or Taylor's like six Six one. one. Yeah. Or six foot six one two ten. Very different. Uh, he can take those hits that maybe Taylor won't be able to. Yeah, that's fair. Um I don't he's about the same athletically. I think he runs like a four six forty. Um and he's got a he's got a good arm. He uh, he can put touch on the ball when he needs to in the games that I've seen him uh, throw in. Um, he is uh, patient with the ball. I don't know if that's a pro or a con because I've watched some games where he's made his receivers wait on the ball of the pass, and that can that can cause you. Some trouble in the NFL. There's going to be some picks because coverage in the NFL is tighter. Is quick, yeah. yeah, you got to get it out of your hand faster. So I do think there's room for this this kid to grow. Obviously, and I wish he had a little bit larger college pool from us to pull from. Yeah. But in the games that I saw him play, he had something. That made me want to see more. Okay, uh, so that's mine. I I, th- I think it's pretty interesting. The uh, pick five we didn't have some of the bigger names. Now somebody that I noticed wasn't on your list was Trey Lance. Yep. Him nor Justin Fields made mine. Why didn't Trey Lance make your list?
0: I think he's going to get picked early. I do think he's a developmental project, but I do think coming in, excuse me, when him playing one game last year kind of bothers me a little bit. Um, you know, having a year off though from football is different than from having a year off in any other sport. Though it's going to take you a year back to get acclimated to coming in if you're not ready. You know. You know, he used to run in a pro first scheme. You know, you know hey, that could take some time to learn and develop. Though, and I think Trey Lance is going to be a decent quarterback. I wouldn't take him in the top ten. That's just me. Right. Somebody yeah. will. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying The NFL teams reach all the time. Yeah.
1: All right. So that's you know, why did Justin
0: Fields make yours?
1: Why didn't he make mine? Yeah. That's why. Uh, because about. Like, he's Trey from Lance Ohio something. State. You cannot yeah, be a Washington fan. You still got the fan. Haskins yeah, bias yeah, I, okay, I that, mean, that, let me just I be fair. Yeah. I mean, he's from Ohio State, and I just do much of a bitter taste in my mouth.
0: You know what? That's 100 – okay. That much I can see. I can see that. But, see, here's my thing. If Justin Fields goes two, Zach Wilson goes three to get Kyle Shanahan, I mean, i got to flip him. Kyle Shanahan is going to make or break this
1: draft, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, look, whoever ends up with Kyle Shanahan is going to look better than what they actually are. Oh, for sure. You know what oh, I mean? For sure. <laughs> it's just, could you imagine if He's somehow Trevor Jimmy Lawrence like could get with now. Shanahan? <laughs> be like, oh, my God. Be please over. No. Yeah, it would
0: hurt. I think if Trevor Lawrence went to Kyle Shanahan and somehow he ended up with Trevor Lawrence, who, which I don't think they would because I think if, you know, Urban Meyer got cute and took Justin Fields at one – I think that by the time Justin Fields walked off the stage, the GM of the New York Jets will be on the stage handing in the car to take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, mean, I think though if they got Trevor Lawrence to number three, I really think he went 11 to 12 games, you know what I'm saying, though, in year one. Especially I think that he's roster. going to
1: do 10 or 11 games in Jacksonville. He's going to have his hands yeah.
0: full in Jacksonville. That's a pretty tough division yeah, out there.
1: it's tough. It's tough. All right, so that's our top five quarterback case. We want to know what your guys' thoughts are. Go on 3rd Nate's Facebook page. Get, send us some pictures, send us some names, let us know who you feel is the top five quarterbacks coming out of this draft. Your opinion matters. We're going to take a look at it over the next week. On next yep. week's show, we're going to highlight some of your guys' recommendations and we'll see how you, our list stacked up to your guys. Um, continuing on with the draft. Okay, our way. Let's focus in on our team specifically. Okay. You with the Colts. Yep. Me with the Washington football team. Free agencies you know
0: It's winding down Yeah, it's
1: winding I mean, down, the shots have been fired. There's still
0: some guys out there who are going to make a ton of difference. Some a roster. With all the quote unquote huge name, long contract right. signers are mostly done. You know, most of the guys out there now are gonna sign the one or two year deals for like right. a better minimum or you know, barely above par.
1: So with that said, looking past free agency to the draft, what are you hoping your team does? What is your team's big needs? <sighs> The remainder of this all season, the draft going into the start of next season.
0: I think, you know, some with the coach is going to be tackled, you know, sending with Costanzo retirement last year. I think that Tevin Jenkins out of uh, hey, Oklahoma State is going to be a big, you know, you know, add for us at the twenty first pick, if he's still there. I think he may be I think it would provide us some good depth long term, you know, you know, because our of offensive line is well, to the young with Braden Smith, Ryan Kelly, and obviously, you know, some of the best guard in football with Quentin Nelson, adding a rookie tackle come in day one and play. You know, makes a ton of difference. And we signed, um, I can't think of this dude's name. I can't pronounce it. He's Hawaiian. He played on the Chargers. He was a left tackle last year. He allowed like, I, you know, he had like a creative stat with like one sack, in, like, you know, 12 games or something like that. But he'll come in and I think start week one. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, we draft a rookie. He's going to start at some point. Right. Especially a first-round rookie, though, you know what I mean? But if we don't take Tevin Jenkins, there's Jalen Phillips out of Miami. You know, he's a he's a huge pass rusher for them his purity that received a lot of you know hype from NFL uh the network. I actually watched that. That was a four
1: three seven gentleman. Is that the one who runs the four three seven?
0: No, he's defensive end. He runs a four three he drafted number one at DN. I can't remember his forty time. It was like yeah. It was, was nice. Yeah, yeah it
1: was a it was a good
0: forty time. And yeah. with us not re-signing Justin Houston, I don't think our depth in our front four is you know where it needs to be at last year though losing the scheme of the Danico Altry to Tennessee. I hated that, you know, move by you know what I'm saying the Danico you know, he wouldn't got his money. I can't fault a man for that. But not re-signing Justin Houston and taking a pass rush out of Miami and Jalen Phillips. If we don't go tackle, if we don't go DN, it has to be wide receiver. Obviously, we took Michael Pittman last year out of USC and T Y. Praise God, came home. You know, obviously we need a couple more receivers on the outside as far as that goes, in my opinion, with, you know – um. Excuse me, Paris Campbell, who was our second round pick a couple years ago, constantly being hurt and Zach Pascal, who's been good for us, you know, especially on third down, you know, finding a reliable weapon there. If, you know, if Pascal's our second receiver, it's a problem. If he's our fourth, it, you know what I'm saying, it's great. You know, but those are my top two picks open I mean, You guys want what drafting Jared twenty Phillips. first, right?
1: Yeah. I mean you guys have options at wide receiver then. You oh, yeah, have people sure. fall down because of so many quarterbacks. So Oh,
0: absolutely. Though and that's yeah. the best part about teams reaching is that if you know what I'm saying, you go up and get the number twelve player on our board and, you know, you know, hey, your 12 is different from our 12, and we get our 12 at 21st, then, you know, hey, Chris Battles one of the best GMs in football. He'll figure it out. You know, he'll make do.
1: Right. Well, the way I look, I, I, I kind of looked at this a little bit different. I I gave him – I'll tell you what I did. I picked if I could have it my way and a dream come true, what would we get this draft? Then I took a real serious look at who I think might still be there. Okay. And then I looked at a little bit later in the draft who we should pick up. Okay. My dream would be, and some people will say Trevor Lawrence and stuff, yes, I'm not dreaming that big, okay? Yeah. We're 19th. We're not getting the first, okay? We have a lot of money, not that much. Uh, my my dream would be that somehow Kyle Pitts falls. Oh, uh, yeah, we keep dreaming, and we, partner. And, uh, yeah, and we pick up someone, you know, in combining him with Logan Thomas, I mean, that dual threat, oh, I mean, we don't, do we, in the receiving core that we picked up now, do we need that? I mean, that, that, to me, that would be the dream. Yeah. A Kyle Pitts falling, and we, we finding
0: him. No, there's not a snowball's chance in Hades. He ends up in 19. And
1: I don't see us trading up for a tight end. No, so, you shouldn't. Now, realistically, what do I think we'll, we'll have a shot at? Or who do I think we'll have a shot at? It's going to be a defensive player. I mean, possibly an offensive tackle, yeah. but I don't know.
2: Yeah, need think, some linebacker help yeah, out there.
1: Linebackers is exactly where I was going. Okay. Micah Parsons oh, he'd be filthy. and or Xavion Collins. Micah okay. Parsons would be my first pick. Uh, playing out of pit, uh, heck of a linebacker.
0: I'd be shocked if he's down in
1: nineteen. Yeah, I, I would too. I'd be like, I think it, he's going to go in that eight to twelve range.
0: Yeah, if he's down there in yeah. nineteen and y'all don't take him, like Dan Snyder, you know, he needs the old two piece upside to full hit. In my opinion, right.
1: I do think though that while Micah might go in the eight to twelve, I do have think we'll have a shot at Xavion Collins, and Xavion is as athletic, if not more so, um, more of a cover back than. Than the traditional in the trenches linebackers. Um, and I, I mean, I think he'd be a great fit, and he looked good in the burgundy goal. Now, that's what I realistically think is going to happen. If I had it, it what I think is going to happen in later rounds, people's going to knock me for saying this because they know I'm a Taylor fan. I, you know, Fitz is cool to have, all that good stuff. I do think we need to take a quarterback in this draft. It's, yeah, because you don't have one. Well, we do. And <laughs> okay. even when you've got one in the NFL, like you said, there's nothing wrong with having a good backup, and you should always look for Y'all a young got a good teammate.
0: backup. You know, Ron Fitzpatrick is a fine backup.
1: I know, right behind Taylor. Yeah, he's a fine backup, too. You're standing at the quarterback. Here we go. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, I'm saying around uh, around the fourth round, I think we're going to make the draft choice to take Davis Mills from Stanford. Um, Again, everybody liked what Taylor did in the playoff game. This guy can do that. Everyone didn't like to see Taylor get a little banged up. I don't think you have to worry about that with a 230-pound, yeah. 6-foot-4 quarterback. Stranger things have happened, though. Yeah. Stranger things have yeah. happened, but, I mean, if I'm gambling, yeah. I take this yeah. shot oh, on yeah, sure. yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Oh, yeah, for sure. Most definitely. That's just, you know, the other thing that we need to do, hopefully, Derek, before the draft.
0: is a new owner and a name.
1: We need a name. I keep my owner. I like my owner. So I've
0: seen shoot. the whole uh, Red Wolves logo. I saw no. that, that when this first thing came up, and I really like those uniforms.
1: No. You mean the white and red ones?
0: No, it was like black, burgundy, and white.
1: No. All right, have you got a suggestion? Nah, rivals, Renegades. How about Redskins? Because I like Renegades. I like that too. I like Redskins. I'm okay, just saying. Fair I don't know. Somebody has to. Somebody's got to. Hey, look right, at I still keep my gear on. Look, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we're here. Word from our sponsor. When we get back, it's time for our favorite segment. Your favorite segment It's the food segment. Nice. Uh, hey, thank you, Vanco Outdoor Power Equipment, for sponsoring this episode of Third Nate. And uh yeah, next door Radio, nextdoorradio.com. See you.
0: Come on, nice right, ice cream, alert, 654 Jose. Okay, on nothing.
2: Welcome back to 3rd and Eight here on Nextdoor Radio, brought to you by Vancouver Outdoor Power Equipment. Let's get back to the show for our last segment with Brandon Adcock and Jason Varner.
0: Welcome back here to 3rd and Eight on Nextdoor Radio, nextdoorradio.com. As I pointed out earlier to start the show after Jason clown me about my outfit. Still can't get over that. Man. It is the first opening spring weekend of the season, in my opinion. Spring then start to April 1st, and here we are with April... Was it April 6th or 5th? It's fifth? the 4th. 4th, whatever. 5th, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what day it the is. Time I just troll on about my life. But anyway, <laughs> here we are. You know what I'm saying? The first you know, hey, weekend of April is over. And in my opinion, it brings out, you know, hey, two things, like I said before grass cutting and barbecue. So this is going to be our topic of the day. It's barbecue. So if you had to make your ultimate, you know what I'm saying, springtime or party time barbecue plate, Chris, I'm going to let you go as a fellow big man. I'm going to let you go first, partner. How you feel Ooh. about this? Me and Jason talking enough.
2: Uh huh. So. And when you say barbecue, do you mean like the action or the food? Because there is a difference.
1: Both. Yeah.
2: Okay. Pick one. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of barbecue chicken, actually. Okay. Uh, you know, grilled up half a chicken. I'm not normally a fan of, of food with the bone in it, but barbecue chicken, you, you dunk it in like a five-gallon pot of barbecue, and you put that on your plate with some mac and cheese, some mashed potatoes, cornbread. You just can't go wrong with it, man. Some green beans. You just can't go wrong with it. What?
0: What what? Yeah, I feel like you're missing out here with a barbecue chicken portion.
2: Oh, uh, missing.
1: See,
0: do y'all get offended when he, people say
1: hamburgers and hot dogs is a barbecue? Because some yeah, because really they're Yankees. Agitated. Only a Yankee would say that. So all you Yankees wow. up there, that's not barbecue. All right. It's, it's no, chicken barbecue. No, it's barbecue.
2: I was could, just about to tell but him. See, I
0: think Chris got a point here. It's not barbecue, but it's barbecue chicken. So how is it not considered part of the barbecue if it's barbecue chicken? Just because somebody sticks a label on something don't
2: make it true. Well, I mean, if we're going for all in the actual act of barbecuing, then it's probably going to be a steak. No. Yes. The best <sighs> thing you can put on a grill is a steak. That's beef. grilling.
1: There's a difference. Okay.
2: It's technically barbecuing, but go ahead. <sighs>
0: mm. Fire away. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of disagreement. <laughs> go ahead, Brandon. If I, I had to pick a barbecue plate, and like I'm talking strictly the pork variety.
1: Oh, yeah. Now I'm we're talking.
0: Pork, and I want two sauces. Like I want this. The Sweet and savory thick sauce. Uh, Excuse me. And you know, here's the vinegar sauce. I like both and I like to mix them up. Tell me more. Oh, vinegar sauce. Give me sauce some homemade mac and cheese. Yes. Two scoops. How yeah. many types of cheese are you putting in it? At least four. Oh, yes. Talk to me when more. When it's four for four. Mm. I don't want chopped pork that is disgusting. I want it pulled I'm not a child. Yeah.
2: Pull the fat out of it.
0: Hey, preach on, brother. And I want Wait, look some,
1: at me when you're telling me this story. Some Coast, <laughs> I don't like when you make an eye contact me. <laughs>
0: A two scoops of you know what I'm saying macaroni and cheese, a scoop of potato salad, and a scoop of coleslaw, and right in the middle of my plate, at the center of all, about five hush puppies. Oh. And then on oh, my second plate, puppies. on my second plate, I want a rack of ribs. <laughs> what fill, you saying? <laughs> hey, let me. You act like I ain't coming to the barbecue with two plates. <laughs> let me ask Jason, you, Jason. I'm sitting at this table taking
2: up three fourths. I ain't getting two plates at the barbecue. <laughs> Come Look, on, man. Yeah, you know, the barbecue without two with plates. What's your hush yeah. puppies? Do you like hush puppies with the onions in them? I like hush puppies sure. with hush in them. That's I don't fair. not just hush. Well, do you put I, onions I in them, puppies, though? That's called bow rounds. No. Yeah, there's oh, like a huge potatoes. difference in bow, round, bow and rounds. Bow rounds are potatoes. Well. Ain't no hush puppies. No,
1: that's the best hush puppies no, in the of world.
2: Course.
1: I don't
0: know, man. I love hush puppies, though. I love hush, hush, hush puppies.
2: I actually like the long you know. ones. I them in ketchup. I actually,
0: that's disgusting. I actually what? like the long ones over there. No, the they sweet,
2: brother.
1: You don't need to put them in ketchup.
0: If you had to pick the one kind of hush puppies, long ones or rounds,
2: it's probably going to be the long ones. Yeah, I like them. Same thing. How
0: about you, longer rounds? I like them both. There's no t- there's
1: no flavor difference to me. It's just it's the texture to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that's it, the only difference.
0: It's the, see, it's the difference of like a barbecue hush puppy and a shrimp and fish hush puppy. That's true. <laughs> like, now that's like, true. It sounds crazy. That's true. But you can put the same hush puppy on two different plates and somehow it, you know what I'm saying it produces a different flavor on both plates. That's true. You know, uh, I'm sure if it's the ambiance or the you know what I'm saying or the fish getting next to it. Well, here we
1: are. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, for sure. Preach on. No, I like everything you said. Really. Uh. Yeah. yeah you like give that? Me, give me the pool port. All right. Uh huh. Uh, I, I'm gonna give it a little bit. I need it to be a Boston butt though. Okay, no, but my preferred bone
2: in. I'm I'm assuming bone that. in, yeah. mm-hmm. bone in Boston butt. Oh, uh, I just spoke one of them yesterday. Yes, it was delicious. It. Thinking
1: you about it right now. It. Give me some red slaw. For those of y'all who don't know what it is, it's the only slaw. Uh,
0: yeah, I thought you was tripping the first I time I had it. I didn't That's want to
1: anything. eat it. The other stuff's called slop. They serve that to the <laughs> hall before you yeah. cook it. That's not true. I love um, white slaw. It's not the same. Because uh, cause the red slaw is sweet. You can't put red slaw on a hot dog. The heck you can. Dude.
0: You know that what that red slaw would be good on is a bratwurst.
1: It's good on burger, oh. Dude, let me. If you thought about it, go good on the barbecue too. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Man, let me tell you something, Chris. Uh, you know what? Lord help him. Look, we're going to make some hot dogs and hamburgers because as good as it is on pork, it was originally made for hot dogs and hamburgers. Really? Yeah. It's so good, uh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Lord, I mean, I kind of
2: get it. It's slow. It's ketchup. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's got half the ingredients. Don't be in giving it out the family secrets.
1: I mean, we let night. you in on it, and you're out. Don't put it all out, man.
2: Four cups of it. brown so sugar. So you make it red with uh, food color. My bad. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Chris, There's like, 11 secret herbs and spices. <laughs> <laughs>
0: two teaspoons of brown
2: sugar. Yeah. Like, My bad, hush, Colonel. Your left
0: toe's got to go in, you know, like, you know kind of clockwise.
2: A little blood from your yes.
1: finger when it hits the processor. Mm. Mm. Uh, that's, uh, no, that's, that's what a red comes yeah. <laughs> from. Yeah. But <laughs> no, i some red slaw on top. Now, I don't mind some white slaw, but I really want me at least two good, big old spoonfuls of red slaw. Like you said, give me four or five different cheese worth of macaroni. Hey, how do you like your macaroni, though? You like it with the sour cream mixed in with it to make it I more don't creamy? Care. Oh, I don't care. man. And then give me some mashed potatoes. Give me the mashed potatoes and t- and some mixed greens with a ton of vinegar on them and, and a side of ham hock in the greens and then the pork. And you can and give me some cornbread. You can have all
2: the rest. I don't care.
0: If you had to pick one, cornbread or husk peppers, the way cornbread. you cornbread is.
2: Oh, cornbread all day! Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, like butter. Butter. I like I like cornbread
0: in every way. Like yeah. I like it sweet. That I like it in the middle of the pan, the yep. corners of the pan. But the yes. best way to cornbread to me is these. I don't know how you make them. It's like pancakes but cornbread. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But
0: you ain't never had fried cornbread, Chris? Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Like, oh, it's delicious.
2: But yeah, it's not like I mean I've had it in, in a the cast a iron disc. skillet. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you cut out little triangles. Oh, preach! And me. you slice that bad boy in half, and you put a half a pound of butter in the middle. <laughs> mm, yes. it. Oh, <laughs> Talk God. to me, preach.
0: Talk to
1: me, daddy. But I'm like you. I like I like the <laughs> uh, I like the more Lexington style sweet barbecue sauce. I like a mix. But since being down here, man, that vinegar's that vinegar's nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I actually vinegar.
0: like mixing both the sweet and the you know the sweet and savory and. the you We're know we did it. call
1: it sour, but We did that at Tobacco Road that time. Yeah, I will stand by what I that said. I mix my sauces. Tobacco good. Wood? Tobacco Wood, sorry. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my fault Tobacco Wood. Not, <laughs> nice job, Jason. Do not let Fine. my mistake reflect on how good your food was cause it was amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. But, yeah, no, that would be, ooh. And then what about dessert after your barbecue? What do you, what do you have for I dessert? I think there's one dessert answer. If you pudding. have red slaw, you don't need dessert because it's sweet. If you
0: have banana pudding in the state of North
1: ah, Carolina,
2: you true need though. banana pudding. That's, eat, okay. you know what I'm saying? See, I'm not that's a banana true. pudding fan. I don't like bananas, but a chocolate pie, pie would be just, oh, my goodness. What? Hey, how, how about some peach? How about, huh? some peach? how about some peach Meringue on top it or it not.
0: It don't matter. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the meringue on top. Either way is good. See, I like my peach cobbler, like 80% crust and 20%
1: peach. Thank you. Thank and you. And 65% I, I, I diabetes. tell you what, give me uh, peach cobbler, blackberry cobbler. I don't care Ugh. any cobbler with some vanilla ice cream. We're good. With that
0: blackberry, but something that we you know have we missed out on the beginning of the show, Jason, is our usual little monthly drawing of our top ten contributors. Oh yeah, we out did. On that. Oh, I was blabbing, you know, having a fresh fit hat on. But you know, usually as we do typically though the end of the month. You know, last month that we had to do the show live with Trey, or excuse me, the studio with Trey, and you know, obviously we couldn't do it. You know, our drawing, but. This week, Chris, hey, will you name out our top 10 contributors of the month?
2: You mean to name all or Yeah, if you don't mind. Oh Lord. I'm sorry, uh, player. Yeah, give him a shot. So, <laughs> sorry, they, player. they spin it in a circle as I'm talking right now. Uh Cody Deviney, Andrew Farrell, James Robert Willis, Dion deGraff, I'm guessing, AC Harrison, Jeremy Broadus, Broadus. Broadus? Yeah. Uh Blaze is that bourgeois?
0: I'm not trying that, partner. It's Blaze. I got it. <laughs> and then ditch. that
2: little bitty one, it was an Anthony James Hernandez, uh, Jacob Bethany Mahone, uh, Jacob Malik. Yep. So we're going to spin the big wheel. You know what? I like Blaze, but he's full of it, man. Well, <laughs> he just be talking crap about Kurt. Big Wheel says Jacob Bethany Mahomes.
0: Yeah, that's my boy Phil, too, by the way. I don't think it's supposed to be Jacob's. Yeah.
2: Oh, well, that's what it's it shows Phil up as on Facebook. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I may be wrong. Congratulations. Hey, hey, yeah, congrats to you, Phil. You're our
0: monthly winner for March. Man, I'll reach out to you to try to get this changed to you. Our $25 winner. Don't forget, though, if you win our top 10 contributors each month, hey, this is what we do. It's not like you know what I'm saying, a, you know what I'm saying Ralph and then it's just free money man just show up and support the page
1: <laughs> yeah that's right and
0: support the movement and come out that we show you some love every now and again but I appreciate you guys joining us this, this week Jason have you got any important words for us
1: yeah look we're trying to get to 2,000 members uh, yeah. this month if we get to 2,000 members we're going to be doing a hundred dollar drawing
2: so oh yeah for sure oh I thought you were going to do something like shave your head that too if you want <laughs> God he's uh, God, no, halfway there it it's good. halfway yeah, God there. Got <laughs> there
1: it's almost there but hey thanks again for tuning in guys help us get to 2,000 members this month so we can do this drawing. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Same place, same time at Nextdoor Radio at nextdoorradio.com. Happy
2: barbecuing. Y'all be good. Red Slaw.